Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is the Disciple Makers Podcast, and I'm your host, Dave Stovall. Today's episode is taken from the series that's been running in Classroom 3 of our Discipleship.org collective about disciple-making movements. We're featuring Shidanke Johnson, who talks to us about the importance of submitting to God in discipling relationships. You're going to hear stories from Shidanke about what's happening in Sierra Leone, where churches have planted churches that have made more disciples that went on to plant more churches, which is actually the ultimate goal of discipleship.org. And it all comes back to fasting, prayer, and submitting complete control to God, who is king of the universe. This is a great episode, and uh, the audio I'll try to do as best I can. This is taken from a live event, so just bear with me on that. This is Shidanke Johnson talking about submitting to God. Here we go. Good afternoon. I bring you special greetings from Sierra Leone, from Africa. I want to thank the Lord for this wonderful opportunity to share with you what God is doing. And I want to begin by saying whatever I'm going to say here is not my story. It is God's story. It is God using ordinary men and ordinary women to do extraordinary work. Do you know that the difference between ordinary, extra and extraordinary is just the word extra? Ordinary, you know, the word extra and extraordinary, the only difference is the word extra. You know, when God touches ordinary people, he makes them extraordinary. When that which is ordinary is touched by God, it becomes extraordinary. And the only man in the universe I know the only one who can do it is God. That is why I call him the impossibility specialist. He's the only one who specializes in impossibilities. He went to the University of Impossibilities. In the faculty of impossibilities, he graduated with distinction in impossibilities. So therefore, what man cannot do, God can do. It is with that background that I want to share with you submitting to God in a discipling relationship, calling to God through fasting and prayer to op open disciple-making doors. You know, Jesus facing the horror of the cross cried out, Father, let this cup pass from me. But in the ultimate act of submission to God, he declared, Thy will be done. Thy will be done. Or let your will be done. Jesus, his prayer in that garden was, Father, if you are pleased, take this cup away from me. But in ultimate submission to his father, he cried. But Father, let your will be done. I want us to know that we who follow Jesus are called to be like him in everything. Therefore, every day, in every way, we must submit to God by saying, 
thy will be done. In everything we do, in everything we say, that is the ultimate goal. Because he called us, we did not call ourselves. And if we are in the business, if we are in God's business, then we must do God's business God's own way. If we want to get God's own result. The problem we have today in the world is that many people want to be involved in God's business. But they want to do it their own way. And at the end, they want to get the result, God's own result. It is impossible. I pick, call it the pick and mix religion. You pick some philosophy here. You pick some theology from this side. You pick some ideology from this side. You put it in the box and you mix it. And expect to get a divine power. It will not work. You get a hybrid. And that hybrid will lack the power. It will not be aligned to God's word. The process of disciple making is all about God's will being done. It's all about God's will being done. Jesus taught his disciples to pray, thy will be done on earth as it is right now in heaven. You know, one of the things traditionally, I also come from a traditional church background, they always taught us to pray that we'll make it to heaven. Our prayers were always wanting to go to heaven. But I have come to realize that we should pray that heaven will invade our hearts. So that every day we are living in heaven here. And one way to do that is through prayer and fasting in a discipleship relationship. The disciples, they said, let that will be done in heaven as on earth. God wanted heaven, earth to be like heaven. And you know it is possible if we do it God's own way. Everything, therefore, we do must surround this. God's will for his followers is clear. The will of God for the followers is very clear. Make disciples and teach them to obey. In Matthew 28, when you read verse 20 or 19 following, you see that his will is teach. Make disciples and teach them to obey. Jesus did not call us to make converts. There's nothing like convert in the theology of Jesus. It's disciples. Whether they start today, they are disciples. They can even be disciples even before they know Jesus, but they are in the process. Jesus never said, my converts. He did not say, go into the world and make converts. He said, go into the world and make disciples. But you know what? We've just turned it around. We go into the world and make converts. No wonder today we have converts who are elders in the churches. Converts who are bishops. Converts who are apostles. But they have never been discipled. God's will for his followers is to make disciples and teach them to obey. Disciple making process has three levels of submission to God. Three levels of submission to God. Number one, the disciple maker submits. 
Three levels of submissions in disciple making. Number one, the disciple maker submits. You can't give what you don't have. You can't hit what you cannot see. You can't say I'm a disciple maker. And you yourself, you are not submissive in a discipleship relationship. The disciple maker submits. The second thing is that the lost submits. The lost submit. The reason why we are making disciples is so that the lost will submit first to the Lord Jesus and to the authorities that are discipling them. But third is that the spirits submit. The spirits submit. That is the three levels of submission to God. Prayer and fasting is an active ingredient for all three. Prayer and fasting is an active ingredient for all these three. Disciple makers to submit, the lost to submit, the spirit to submit. Prayer and fasting is an active ingredient for all three. We submit to God through prayer and fasting. Because Jesus said in John chapter 15 verse 5, Apart from me, you can do nothing. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Nothing. Prayer and fasting recognize this reality. That is why I love the word from Paul in Philippians chapter 4 verse 13. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I want to say to all of us here, if there's any man on the face of the planet that limits God, I am not that man. I don't ever limit God. Because if God could create the world out of nothing and make this beautiful planet and make man out of dust by breathing into the nostril of a dust and he became a living being and made man so wonderful and fearfully made with every complexity, what else? What else can God not do? And we have seen that when we submit as disciple makers in fasting and prayer, God honors that. You know, we have prayed for tribes. We have prayed for the most unlikely people to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus. We spend time in prayer and fasting. For us, we call it abundant prayer. We fast and pray. You know, just to give you a picture of our prayer discipline. The first three days in every month, we call it Daniel prayer. All throughout the movement, thousands of people in Sierra Leone, outside Sierra Leone, wherever the movement is, and our partners, we fast and we pray. We seek the face of God, thanking God for the month, but yet thanking him for the other month that is coming. The last day of every month, the last day, by 11 to 12 midnight, we call it open heaven prayer. Every member in the movement that has been discipled with their families, we come out in their compound or wherever they are, and they will spend one hour in prayer, thanking God, God, this is the last day in the month, and I celebrate that I'm alive to see it. But Lord, we are praying for the lost soul, the lost tribes. We are praying for the lost nation, 
Father, go ahead of us and touch hearts. Let the unlikely people come to know you. You promise us in your word that every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that you are Lord. God, your word is true. We pray, God, reveal to us persons of peace in communities. People who serve as bridge in the community as we go to these communities. Father, we pray for protection as we go. Because we know the evil one is out there. It's ready for us. But Father, you have said to us, he that is in us is greater than he that is in the world. Every Wednesday in a week, we fast and pray. And we meet together in a prayer time. And we call it power night. You know, God is a powerful God. He has not changed. The problem is that most of us, our theology has changed us. Most of us, the society in which we live has changed us. Most of us, our cultural beliefs have changed us. But that, that doesn't mean that God has changed. He's the same God yesterday, today, and forever. What he did yesterday, he's still doing it, and he will do it tomorrow. If that is the premises on which we stand, then we know that he can bring every tribe to himself. He can bring nations to himself. He can bring the most unlikely people to himself. One day, a radical young man from our cousins wrote me a letter. He hated me. He said to me, the only thing that would make him happy was to see me dead. The reason he said, because I always say Jesus is the only way. He said, how can you say that? There are other ways. If Jesus is just a prophet. But there is a greater prophet than Jesus. So stop saying that. I have documented letters where they wrote me and they said, we'll burn down your house. This is what we will do to you. I remember one day, I came face to face with this young man. And he looked at me in my eyes and said to me, the thing that will make me happy is to see you dead. And as far as I know, I will live to see you dead. And I looked at him and I said, if that is the will of God, then it will happen. If not, you'll be alive to see the power of Jesus. And do you know what? Miraculously, we started praying for him, praying for his family. When we say we are praying, we are not talking about prayer. Some people talk prayer. Some people discuss prayer. Some people measure prayer. Some people study prayer. But when we talk about prayer, we pray prayer. We have more than 10,000 intercessors whose business is to pray and fast. Before I came here, we just ended the one month time of fasting. When I go back, we are doing another one month time of fasting. We seek the face of God in fasting and prayer. The reason why I saw Jesus do it. He did not start his ministry until he has gone into the wilderness to fast for 40 days and 40 nights. And if you know the Bible in John chapter 1 verse 1 following, the Bible says in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. Why did the word need to fast that way? If he is the word. But the word became flesh. And dwell among men. So the word fasted. Jesus prayed so much. That it became part of his tagline. 
And he went out to pray. And he went out to pray. His disciples looked at him and they said, Master, they did not say, teach us the 21 principles of success. They did not tell Jesus, Jesus, teach us how to be prosperous. They said, Master, teach us how to pray. And Jesus taught them how to pray. Before choosing his 12 disciples, he prayed for the whole of the night. And the morning he sat on the mountain and he called the 12. Before the miracle of the five loaves and the two fish, Jesus would have said, love, fish, multiply. They would have multiplied. But he lifted it to his father. He prayed. And the multiplication came. Jesus prayed so much in times of crisis in the garden of Gethsemane. He told his friends, his disciples, pray with me. But they did not understand the power of prayer. They were sleeping. Today, there are so many people who are still sleeping at the wheel, on the wheels. They are sleeping. But Jesus prayed in such a way. At the end of the day, even his first word on the cross was prayer. Father, forgive them because they do not know what they're doing. His last word on the cross was prayer. Into your hands I commit my spirit. If Jesus could pray the way he prayed, and I want to be a disciple of Jesus and a follower of Jesus, I go for the best principles. And one of the best principles is prayer and fasting. So this young man, when he told me this thing, we started praying for him and his family. And one day, he had a very serious dream. And Jesus appeared to him in his dream. He was on chains. And then he said, Jesus appeared to him. And Jesus pointed to the chains. And it's the chains were loose. And Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Wow. This happened three nights in a row. The first night, he went to our cousins, where he used to go and fellowship. And they prayed for him. They said, this is a bad spirit. It should stop. The second night it happened, he went back to them. They prayed, and nothing happened. The third night, he was looking for me. And so he came, and he became my disciple. Those who have visited Sierra Leone have introduced him to so many of these people. And he became my personal assistant. And then became my program officer. Today as I speak to you, he is a member of parliament. He is a follower of Jesus. And he is now talking to other members of parliament. They are doing discovery Bible studies in the worlds of parliament. What man cannot do, God can do. So that's why you, when you're discipling people, you also have to be submitted to God in fasting and in prayer. I want to take a quick break and tell you about something cool happening over at discipleship.org. It's our discipleship.org collective. It's an online community for disciples and disciple makers. And if you fit in either one of those categories, then the collective is designed just for you. The website itself is super cool because it's basically like stepping into a virtual church building with a welcome center, an auditorium for our main events, and even classrooms. Right now, you can get free access to this collective with all of its webinars, seminars, ebooks, and even disciple making assessments for you personally or for your whole church. And this is a community. 
so you can also have the opportunity to connect with other disciple makers. And while membership is free, there's also a premium access option, which includes courses, certifications, and online gatherings with other leaders from around the world. So head on over to discipleship.org slash collective and sign up for your free membership today. The second thing is that the Lord submit to God through fasting and prayer. Pray that the Father will draw the loss. If the Father is not drawing them, the loss are not coming. If the Father is not drawing them, the lost are not coming. That's the reason why some of us are frustrated with our work. Because we want to use all the wonderful PowerPoints. We want to use all the wonderful technologies. All the latest performance in the market. All the marketing worlds, we want to use them. Those things are fantastic because we are living in the 21st century. But let me tell you, those things cannot bring the lost. Anything that is going to touch the heart of the lost and bring transformation in their heart is going to come from the power from God. And God can use all of these things we have said, all of it, when we submit it in prayer and fasting to God. The loss had to be submitted. Pray, we pray that the veil will be lifted up. The God of the world has blinded the minds of the people. So we pray that the veil will be lifted up. We pray God, let the veil be lifted up from their eyes. The veil of ignorance. The veil of tradition. The veil of false religion. Father, lift it up. We cry out to God, let the veil be lifted up. Father, shake their foundation. Somehow, anyhow, you can do it. Whether it is by a tornado, it don't matter. Shake their foundation that they will know that you are God. You know, the father said, if you ask, you will receive. And so we pray this prayer. And we have seen the lost. People that oppose what we are doing, standing against what we are doing. We have seen them get saved. You know, during the war in my country, there were a lot of atrocities that were committed during the war. A lot of evil work. And so I started to speak out in the area where I stay. I started telling them, you people say, you know, you love God and you are godly people. How can you be killing the name of God? How can you cut hands, hack hands out, chop hands, legs out in the name of God? How can you do that? So my message was not popular. We have a civil Malaysia group that was, we call them the Kamajos. They were fighting. They were also killing people. One day I was going out to find food for my family. And the commander, the commander, they saw me and they said, that's the man we have been to. This, this is the man that talked against us. This is the man that says that what we are doing is evil. And they arrested me. You know, if you, if you are back in Sierra Leone, when they arrest you, they tie you. In our local language, they call it tabe. They will tie you in such a way that your fingers could touch the back of your neck. With your chest protrude. This commander was so furious with me. I am going to kill you. When I kill you, go and tell your God that I, commander, killed you. He said, right now, your God cannot do anything. You have been talking about your God. What can your God do? Let your God save you now. He had a pistol in his hands. And his boys had AK-47. The Russian made gun. They were waiting for command to shoot. In that moment, I bowed down my head. I said, God, if this is my time to die, I'm ready to come. But Father, please, 
If I'm going to die, I want to die with one more person for you. And let it be this commander. Let this commander come to know you. Because my prayer every day is that God, even on my dying bed, bring one more lost person that I will tell the message before I die. I say, God, that is the greatest thing you will ever do for me. One more. I lifted my head and I said, Commander, please, I want you to give me five minutes so I can talk to you. He said, go ahead and talk. You're already a dead man anyway. Go ahead and talk. I said, Commander, please, I want you to accept Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior. I was in a pain, and for me, nothing matters any longer. Because I have seen this man, I have seen them, how much they have killed innocent people. I said, Commander, because right now, if you shoot me, I'm going to make it to heaven. But if you die, you don't have a place to go. But if you do me this favor, if you accept Jesus right now as your Lord and personal Savior, and then you turn around and shoot me, Jesus will forgive you. Both of us, if we die, will have a place in heaven. I said, Commander, Jesus loves you. He cares for you. His hands are widely open, waiting to receive you. This commander looked at me. He looked at me. He was lost for words. He told his boys, untie this man. Let him go. Something is wrong with his head. Something is wrong with him. <laughs> and so they untied me and they let me go. But a few weeks down the road, the commander came looking for me. And the commander said, since that day when you told me that if I die, I don't have a place to go. And the way you spoke to me, he said, nobody has ever spoken to me the way you spoke to me. He said, I want you to be my friend. That's how we became friends with the commander. And through that friendship, commander gave his life to Jesus. And I baptized him in the river Sewa. And two of his boys also got saved. As I speak to you today, commander is part of the movement. And one of the guys is a missionary planting churches. Two of them are planting churches, but one of them is a missionary right now. Let me tell you, the lost can, be, can submit to God. When we go down our knees and pray and fast for them, the lost can submit to God. I have seen communities, villages, towns, unlikely people, people that you will never expect, submit to God because they were lifted up in prayer and fasting. The last thing is that the spirit submit to God through prayer and fasting. The Bible says, wrestle not again. we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities. This fight is a wrestling match. But it's not against physical people. It's against principalities, powers, spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. We are in a war, friends. We are in a war. Don't be casual. You'll become a casualty. A lot of people, you can't be casual in a war where there are heavy artillery flowing. Paul said, we need to put on the whole armor of God that we may be able to stand against the tricks of the enemy and having done all to stand. Prayer and fasting is one way. We have seen the enemy bow down. We have seen the enemy give up. We have seen villages, communities open up. I have seen people in the neighboring countries where we have disciples. The testimonies in the same, is the same. All the other places where we have sent missionaries, the testimony is the same. Unlikely people, common people, people who are enemies of the cross, coming to know Jesus. Towns opening up. I remember we, want, we wanted to plant a church in a particular community, so I went to that community. And the people knew me. One of the guys came, I know you. I know you're a pastor. I know you want to bring a church here. 
He said, on my dead body, no church will ever come here. And all the other people came and they surrounded me. They were pushing my head like that. And I smiled. I said, I know what to do. I went back. I told my intercessors who started to pray for them. The summary is that every one of those people that said it will not be done, it is impossible. As I speak to you today, they are not only church, they are churches in those communities. And they themselves are part of it. But not only that, their children are part of it. Man cannot do that. But God can do that. If we are going to fight, if we are fighting against principalities and powers, that means the heavy lifting is done in the heavens. That's where the heavy lifting is done. It's not here. We have to submit in prayer and fasting. I want you to know, success is built around starting like you want to finish. Success is built around starting like you want to finish. The process of creating and sustaining movements begins and ends with thy will be done and launched and sustained with prayer and fasting. I want to challenge you. Brothers and sisters, it works. It works. And it can be done. If we do it the Jesus way, it can be done. So I normally tell people, you can decide to start with three hours fasting. Three hours. God is a God of humor. He understands. <laughs> I know you will need your coffee badly in the morning. But just start with three hours a day. Then move it to six hours. And gradually, you see, start slow so that you will go fast at the end. Start small so that you go big at the end. Then move it to 12 hours. Then move it to a day. Then two days. Three days. I have people in this hall who are my friends who I disciple them to do it this way. Today they are doing it. In this nation, they are doing it. They fast like us. Three days, one week, they are fasting. It can be done. It can be done. And I want you to know as I end, I am an African. But every day we are praying for this nation. The reason is, many of you, your forefathers left the shores of this nation to go to different parts of the world to bring the gospel to our people. Had it not been for some of those missionaries, some of us would have been in the cave fighting in tribes. They brought the gospel. And those gospel was passed down to generation. Today, many of you have forgotten that. But we want to pray that this nation will come back to Jesus. That America will come back to Jesus. If God could bring Nineveh on his knees, I am praying that God will bring America on his knees. That America will come back to Jesus. And this nation will be taken back for Jesus and Jesus alone. This is possible. Remember, he's the impossibility specialist. You can't do it on your own. But with Jesus, 
you can do it. Let us pray. Unto the Lord be the glory. Great things he has done. Unto the Lord be the glory. Great things he has done. Unto the Lord be the glory. Great things he has done. Unto the Lord be the glory. Great things he has done. Oh, great things he has done. Greater things he will do. Unto the Lord be the glory. Great things he has done. I say great things he has done. Greater things he will do. Unto the Lord be the glory. Great things he has done Father great things you have done and greater things you would do if we submit to you God in fasting and prayer as we submit in discipleship relationship in fasting and prayer greater things you would do Father I pray today that heaven will invade our hearts Heaven will invade the hearts of our families. Heaven will invade the hearts of our neighborhood, our nation. Heaven will invade the hearts of the members in the churches. Heaven will invade their hearts. That God, even though some of them think they will not do it, they don't have the capacity. But God will pray that they are just ordinary men and women. But Father, you did it in the book of Acts. It was ordinary men and women that you touched that became extraordinary. Father, I pray that all the ordinary men and women in the churches today, the common men that pray and listen to God. It's not only about praying, but listen to you so that they will obey you. I pray, God, that the churches, you will raise up disciples in these churches, God. Father, ordinary men and women who will be touched by God and will become extraordinary for you disciple makers that will make disciples that will make disciples that will be submitted to God but also submitted God to their leaders to authority in the church so that your name will be glorified your name will be magnified God this moment I know the devil is not happy he was not made to be happy therefore in the name of Jesus we say you old devil you devil of tradition you devil of religion. You liar. You have been a liar from the beginning. You are the father of all liars. We are children of the living God. We believe in Jesus. We will not bow down our knees to you. Our knees will only be bowed down to Jesus. We say in the living name of Jesus, we come against you now and we command you to take your hands up from the church and from the disciples. We are going to make it with Jesus. We know it is possible. With God inside of us, it is possible. Father, we pray, bring America back to you. Bring the churches back to you. That there will be power and God, authority in the church and your name will be glorified and your name alone. Father, we pray, when you have done this through us, that pride will not enter our life. We will not think that we did it through ourselves. It is all about you. Therefore, Father, we promise you, we will not touch your glory. We will never touch your glory. All glory belongs to you. All honor and all praise. In Jesus' name we pray with thanksgiving. Amen.
awesome stuff again from Shadonke. I hope that that episode inspires you to begin praying and fasting for God to move in our country the way that he is moving in Sierra Leone and other countries around us. It starts with prayer and fasting and with submitting ourselves to God. Thanks so much for listening today, and I hope to see you on the next episode.